Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. an off-season edition of the Extra Yard here on the Five Reasons Sports Network, part of the Three Yards Per Carry family. I am Alex Dono, alongside former Miami Dolphin, Troy Stratford. And, you know, Troy, this is not our first off-season episode. We had, like, our season recap last week after falling to the Bills. But, I, you know, now and there's only four teams left in the playoffs now. Like, I feel like football's almost over, and it's been over for the Dolphins now for a couple of weeks. But enough about me. How are you? I'm great right now. Question is, how are you? Like, you, you had a little bit of food poisoning oh over the last couple of days. <laughs> and thankfully, I've never experienced such a thing. I've talked to a number of people who have. My question is, did you get that from eating out or take or delivering in? Like, where did you get that from? And did anyone else in your family get it? Yeah, I, I know the exact burrito that I got it from. And even though like my wife and I had food from the same restaurant, uh, Forever, she had right? completely different order. Um, so there was there was something there was something in my burrito that wasn't in her tacos. And Troy, like so on, will on you my- will will you order that burrito again? I will never go to that restaurant again. <laughs> 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 That's how traumatizing it was. I may never eat, but I probably will eat burritos again in my near future, but I will never go to that restaurant again. And I kid I you not, like on Monday, I felt like for about, it, it, like it was, it was at its peak for like five hours from like noon until like 5 really? p.m. I felt like it was on my deathbed. Like I was, you I think felt, I lost like felt, seven pounds just from dehydration. It was awful. You felt like a pregnant woman. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> just hurling you. Yeah. Like, just. Yeah. Over and over, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it well, was... I'm glad you're better, man. I'm glad yeah, better. luckily, like they always, and I, I've experienced. I mean, you're a lucky guy. You've never had food poisoning before. I, I've had it one one other time in my life, really badly, about a decade ago. And uh, and yeah, listen, they always say, like they say, it's about a 24 hour thing. When you're in the worst of it, you're like, there's no way in 24 hours I'm going to feel better. This is awful. Right. But then it's true. Like you rehydrate. You, really? You get it out. Yeah. You, you get it, you get it out of your system and you, you start to feel better. So okay. we're, we're doing okay now. I hope yeah. my guy, Big Dan 305, is doing I've always, well. I've always been one of those guys like, knock on wood, I didn't catch the measles, the mumps, nice. the chicken pox. My sister caught, we were just talking about this last night. Not even, I'm not lying. And my mom used to make me go play with her so that I would catch it. So that, you know, you don't get it later in life. And I go play with her and absolutely didn't get anything. So I'm one of those guys, you know. 
That's a, that's just a good a, a good digestive system and a good immune system. I hope, I guess. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> you've you've had a good run. Uh, you know, who unfortunately didn't have as long of a run as he thought was Josh Boyer. So, you know, we, we do have uh, candidates now lining up to be the new Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator. Uh, Vic Fangio is a, a prominent name, former Denver Broncos head coach, former multi-time D.C. at multiple spots. He's currently a consultant with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he is interviewing uh, Sean Desai, who's currently the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he's a defensive assistant and assistant head coach there. He's highly regarded. Uh, Dolphins also interviewed their current linebackers coach, Anthony Campanale, for the gig. And Chris Richard, uh, who was uh, with the Seahawks for a long time formerly, uh, he's now with the New Orleans Saints as their co-defensive coordinator, he is interviewing. So there's some good candidates on that list. But uh, before, before we talk about the potential replacements, I want to talk about the Boyer situation, Troy. Okay. Like on the one okay. hand... I do have a certain amount of sympathy for Josh Boyer because the Dolphins defense wasn't playing with a full deck for the entire season. Right. Correct. I mean, you know, it, it's just, it's hard to run that defense when you're without Byron Jones for the entire year and you're without Correct. Xavier Howard for a lot of the year. And even when X did play, he was fighting through groin issues. So I have Correct. some sympathy for Boyer at the same time. I don't have a problem making a change here. And actually I, I thought Mike McDaniel should have been given the full freedom to make the change last year. Now, I know a lot of people will say, hey, it was his choice to continue the path with Boyer, who was a holdover from the Brian Flores staff. But I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like McDaniel was encouraged to keep continuity on the defensive side of the ball. I thought that he should have probably made the change last year because, Troy, I just feel like when you're a head coach in the NFL, your own job and your own project is so important that you should be able to handpick your own people at every important spot. Like if you want to have some holdover, you know, assistant coaches and interns or whatever, that's one thing. But I think with coordinators, I, I think a head coach should live and die based on his own people, not a holdover from the previous staff. So if anything, I yes. think making the switch from Boyer might be a year too late. It should have happened last year. Okay. I hear everything that you're saying and I check off everything that you're saying because of how the Miami Dolphins defense has performed under Coach Flores, right? It was it was pretty good. Like the defense was good, but he had a healthy deck. You know, Flores had a healthy deck back there. To your point, too many injuries this time because when I look at this defense for the Miami Dolphins, it was built secondary forward, like. Their strength was the secondary. Yeah, you could talk about the defensive line, but I would give the star next to the secondary. So when you talk about Jones and Howard and on the back end, at no point during the season did you have both of them and did you have both of them healthy? Like you didn't have Jones all season long. And so sometimes when you're in that position to – get to that next level to become a head coach and you walk into an organization and you're in this interview and the Miami Dolphins, they laid down some barriers, right? Okay. If you want to become a head coach here, we're looking to retain, you know, Josh, because our defense has performed well over the last few years. So we want to keep him around because we want to keep that going. Unfortunately, he didn't have a full deck, like you said. 
And so it kind of cost him. So I don't blame Coach McDaniel for accepting the job and saying, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to beat on my chest and I demand to have this guy or that guy. That will happen now. You could bet the guy that he brings in now to run that defense, he will have had some success somewhere, of course, and more than likely he will have had some type of relationship with Coach McDaniel along the road to getting to where they are. So I can't blame him for accepting that role as head coach and then saying, okay, I'm fine with Josh Boyer being the defense coordinator because the defense has performed well and he's very familiar with it. But no one can anticipate where the injuries are going to come from during a particular season. And this year hit the Miami Dolphins on a defensive back, the secondary, and then it hit the Miami Dolphins on the offensive line. So yeah. And on the D line too. It's gonna hit something. Yeah. yeah, But it's gonna hit something, Donald. Like every year it's going to hit a particular position. And I always over the years, always like, wow, why is it always one position? You get one wide receiver go down, then another wide receiver go down. You get one offensive lineman go down, then another offensive lineman go down. Why is that? You get one running back go down, then another one go down. I can never figure that out. There's no rhyme and reason for that. But when you're running organization or you're the head coach of a football team, you just got to, you know, you got to deal with it and you got to make things work. I think this is a good question here from Anthony because he knows I love a good conspiracy. He says, "Okay, would you guys say that Josh Boyer was a scapegoat? That's why he was left on the staff, just in case the Dolphins failed this season or in the playoffs." Um, yeah, I don't. I think mean, that it's far. it's an entertaining thought, but I I don't think so. Yeah. I I think I think it's usually usually the simplest explanation is is the best explanation. I think it just comes down to. Um, the Dolphins brass from Greer, I'm sure even up to the owner's office were, you know, pretty happy with the way the defense performed because Brian Flores didn't get fired because of his defense. Brian Flores got fired because of his offense and because of the relationships he had with people in that building, but he didn't get fired because of his defense. And so I think the thought was, you know, we're bringing in a head coach who, you know, he doesn't have head on the other side of the ball. And he's from another side of the ball, exactly. So, and we yeah. went out and we got Tyreek Hill. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. So I, 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 I think the thought, I think the thought upstairs was, let's change. You know, we do want to add some players, yes, but let's change as little as possible about the defensive scheme and philosophy, and let's just let this guy revolutionize our offense. And unfortunately, right. for a number of different reasons, not all of it's Boyer's fault. It, it just, it didn't work. The, the defense was a problem. They gave up. I think. Uh, two and a half to three points per game more this year than they did last year. So that is a a regression by the defense. I'll put it to you this way. Like you just threw out four or five games to become the defense coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Josh Boyer, his name will come up for other teams to become the defensive coordinator. So, you know, trash for one team, a diamond and a rough for another team. That's just how the NFL goes. And every NFL coach, I don't care what position it is, you know at some point you're going to be fired. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how they deal with it. It must be tough. 
but every player knows they're going to be fired. Right. Every coach knows that they're going to be fired. And it just comes down to you have to, a lot of luck is involved in that. You have to have talent, of course, but no one anticipated, okay, we thought that we were going to lose Jones in the secondary for four weeks. He'd be back after four weeks. And then we have both of our, of our DBs. And then Xavier Howard goes down. Well, not go down, but he's dealing with a groin injury all season long. And I think it was a double groin, too. It was, it was both sides of it. Right. And then he's a year older. So I always say, like, when you look at players that are young, this is very important. I could, when you're young, you could do whatever. I can recall my rookie year walking out to practice, to start practice, and we would go through calisthenics, right? All the stretching. And as a young guy, I'm, I'm young now. <laughs> I'm looking at all of these veterans on the team. You know, I'm, I'm scared as hell, but I'm looking at all of them. And I'm like, man, they move like they grandpas. Like they look, they move like they are old as anything. And I'm moving around. I'm like, I'm, oh, I'm okay. I'm like, fine. And I go, why are they moving like that? Two years later, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I get it. Now I understand oh, man. that you have to become a professional. You have to maintain your body. You have to work out diligently. Not that you didn't at that age, but it's just a different animal. Once you put a couple years in the NFL onto your body, it's tough. So when it comes to the Miami Dolphins defense, I'm not sitting there saying, Josh Boyer is a bad defensive coordinator. I'm sitting there saying that the way that defense was built, in my opinion, because whenever I talked about it before the season started, I sat there and said, man, I mean, the NFL is a passing league. They mm -hmm. throw the ball all over the place. And what is the strength of the Miami Dolphins? They got two corners that could just shut you down and play man-to-man -man football, and that allows – Holland to roam free, help out on them, come up with the interceptions. And if you notice, I don't know, week four or whatever, I don't think we mentioned Holland's name at all. Like Not he enough. just kind of disappeared because yeah. all of a sudden he has to do more than what he has to do more than just roaming free back there and being able to read the quarterback. He has to help out in this area or help out in that area. And the Miami Dolphins just didn't recover from that injury, his injury, Jones's injury. Well, we're going to talk Xavier's uh, injury as well. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to talk in a moment about, you know, who we'd like to see as the next defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. I feel like there's already consensus in the chat of who you guys want. But I want to remind you that if you're looking for the best possible way to experience the conference championship games this weekend, you've got to get yourself some action on prize picks. Folks, you've been hearing us on this network and seeing us on the Five Reasons Sports Network for years, preaching the gospel that is prize picks. You sign up on your mobile device. They've got a free mobile app, which is really easy. Or you can do it the Troy Stratford way. You just log on on your computer to the old-fashioned website, prizepicks.com or the Prize Picks mobile app. And guys, it's incredible. It combines my love for daily fantasy and for parlays. You simply select two, three, four, five players. 
and you can go cross league and even cross sport, right? If you've got uh, a European soccer player in one in the same selection as an NFL player or a hockey player or an NBA player, you can go cross sport with all that action. And you simply predict if they're going to go over or under their stat projections. And if you get all your predictions right, you win real money. You're winning two times, five times, 10 times, 20 times your money back if you get all your selections correct. Fully legal in the state of Florida, by the way, so you're not going to have any issues depositing, withdrawing. It's completely above board. And when you sign up at prizepicks.com, use our code FIVE. They're going to ask you if you have a promo code. You do, F-I-V-E. Use our promo code five and they're going to double your first deposit 100 that that is what doubling means they're going to match your first deposit 100 they will double it up to 100 prize picks truly is daily fantasy made easy so troy um i i'm just based on uh, i'm reading the room here with how many people have already commented on the chat um vic fangio who is interviewing for the job i, I believe today um is uh, seems to be the most popular candidate among our viewers, uh, Fangio is a former Denver Broncos head coach. Uh, obviously, that was a successful enough tenure to get him fired there. But, you know, not not every great coordinator makes a great head coach. He does have head coaching True. experience. Uh, he's a former Bears defensive coordinator, former 49ers defensive coordinator, former Ravens linebacker coach. He's currently a defensive consultant with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's obviously trying to get back into the coordinating game. Uh, so Fangio's got a wealth of experience. Um, you know, his his defenses are notorious for rattling and confusing quarterbacks, disguising coverages. Uh, you know, I, he's got a great track record coaching defenses. And what I guess I didn't know a whole lot about this until this morning. I was listening to Jeff Darlington, NFL reporter, was on with the Joe Rose show. He's on with Joe Rose this morning. And, you know, he he pointed out that Fangio and Mike McDaniel have a great relationship and that he has thought for a while even before McDaniel became everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Came a head coach. He thought that at some point these guys are on a collision course. They're going to work together at some point. So maybe this is the year. And I would figure if Fangio and McDaniel have a good relationship that it I would figure if Fangio wants the job here, he's going to be sought after. There are other teams that are going to look at Fangio. I feel like if he wants the job here, it's probably his. Absolutely. You you, you can almost write that down with a Sharpie, right? Like yeah. permanent marker because the whole thing is about relationships. Like you, you start your career, whether it's on the collegiate level, you know, an assistant on an NFL team, but you build relationships. And if you're sitting here, you know, what uh, Jeff Darlington said, that they have this this relationship going back in the past, he is the front runner. He's a former head coach. He's a defensive coordinator who has experience. I think he would be the leader in the clubhouse. However, him coming here, I still say it all comes down to the health of that defense. Unless she's going to rebuild it another way, it still comes down to those guys in the secondary. I don't know what the Miami Dolphins going to do with Jones, 
in on this in the secondary because that's the key. Like you got to figure it out. You got to figure now. Xavier Howard is going to be a year older, and I'm sorry. I don't care how good of an athlete you are. Every, the off season, I say this all the time, Donald. The off season is a killer, and I don't know why. It's like you played great, but then you come back, you're a year older, and now all of a sudden you that much slower with really? what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, why does the off-season kill us? Yeah, yeah that, 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 that should be when kills. you recharge. Like, you, you recharge, you come back right. stronger to start the next year. Absolutely. And players, you know, season is over. They take a week off. They go take a nice vacation. Some take two weeks off. And then they're right back in the gym. They're back out there training, you know, four or five days a week. And you just wonder, but that's age, right? No matter how much we take care of ourselves, father time catches up with all of us. And, you know, what Tom Brady is doing is Aaron Rodgers is doing absolutely ridiculous, you know, at their age. But other positions, it just catches up with you. So I think the health of the Miami Dolphins defense is more important than who the defensive coach is because whoever comes in here is going to see a collection of talent. You're going to say, all right, we got some guys up front that can get after things on the secondary, on the back end. We got a nice collection here. Again, I don't know if Jones is going to be here or not. I don't know if Xavier Howard is going to be at the level that he has been the last two years. But I think the the time is coming now where you might need to switch the thinking a little bit from, okay, the strength of this defense is on the back end Mm -hmm. when the strength of it may be on the front end, up front. But you can't play in this league without covering people man to man. You just can't. You just can't. You know, you also – everything you said makes me think about another wrinkle with Fangio, right? It's not just the Dolphins interviewing him. He's also assessing the situation and interviewing the Dolphins, right? Absolutely. He's not some young guy cutting his teeth who's just going to be thankful for any opportunity, right? The the way that Mike McDaniel uh, was probably last year incredibly thankful because the Dolphins were the only team that interviewed him to be a head coach. So I I don't think he was going to turn down that job no matter what the circumstances are. Oh, you want me to keep the same defensive coordinator? Fine. You want me to keep around this quarterback who's very polarizing? Fine. I just want to be your head coach. In the case of Vic Fangio, this guy's got one of the best resumes in the league right now in terms of defensive coaches. Um, you know, even even if he and McDaniel and I, I hope he does take the job. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, even if he and McDaniel do have a good relationship, Fangio he's going to have his options. Like I'm, I'm sure if if Campanelli, who's the current linebackers coach, if they offered him the job, he's not saying no. That's a huge promotion for him. But in the case of Fangio, he can pick and choose. So he's also, you know, with this interview that could be taking place right now in uh, in Miami Gardens, he's probably also, like you were saying, Troy, tell me, and I'm sure he has studied it as well, but, you know, get, right. what do you guys think about your defensive personnel? Because he wants to make sure he can trust it. Absolutely. The Miami Dolphins – they have to make some changes. They have to get healthy, even in the offseason. And so uh, he's coming in here and he's saying, all right, what are you guys offering me as well? You tell me about this roster. Yeah. I want to know about all of these defensive players. You know, he's a consultant with the Philadelphia Eagles. 
I think they may win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a great game this weekend. We'll talk about that. But they're definitely, in my opinion, not definitely, but more than likely, they're going to find themselves in the Super Bowl. And he has his fingerprints all over that defense as well. So he definitely has options to consider. And it's like his pick and choose, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, and I also uh, I'm I'm a fan. Just his, his reputation, um, he's got a good one. You know, the Dolphins are also. Uh, I, I don't think he's interviewed yet, but they plan to interview him this week. Uh, Chris Richard, Chris spelled with a K. Um, you know, I, I remember obviously. You know, anybody who's associated with that Legion of Boom era, it has a, a great reputation coming out of that. He was with the Seahawks first as cornerbacks coach in 2011. Was their defensive backs coach 2012 through 2014 defensive coordinator 2015 to 2017 that was you know when the Seahawks were at their peak during that era uh you know is currently serving as the New Orleans Saints co-defensive coordinator so Richard is a guy who's always you know he's he's bounced around the league in some prominent roles I have to remind you Donald I have to remind you yeah no matter how good these coaches are they need the talent yeah that's right so you're talking right. about the legions of boom out there in Seattle. Yeah. Look what they had. Yeah. Has he reached that level of success since the legions of boom? No. He's had success, but he hasn't been on that level. How come? Well, damn it. The guys in, in New Orleans weren't as good as the guys, the group he had in Seattle. So no matter who it is, you need to be healthy. You need to have the talent. And then you can shine because when you have that flexibility, no matter what you want to do, no matter what you want to call, you know that your players will get there, make the play, get a little more relaxed in doing what your job is called for you to do. And, and I, I hope this is right. Uh, Alfredo says uh, Jeff Darlington on the Joe Rose show said that Fangio is essentially a lock. I like that McDaniel has hired top coaches and the first change, first chance he gets, he puts together an all-star list of candidates. So let, let's get it done. Don't, don't let Fangio leave the building, Troy. Do not let this man leave the building. Um, so got a couple games this weekend, Troy, as we, uh, as we start to taper things down. There's only four teams left. There's only three games left to play. You got 49ers, Eagles at 3 p.m. on Sunday, Bengals at Chiefs at 6.30 p.m., um, I, I think you already tipped your hand on the NFC matchup. Uh, I, li- I like the Eagles as well. Uh, you know, I know obviously Brock Purdy has done an admirable job with the 49ers and they're they're a heck of a team. But the, the Eagles, they, they just feel like, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to go all the way, but I think they're going to get to the Super Bowl. They felt like a team of destiny all year, Philadelphia. They've had an incredible run. I have a number of friends coming from Jersey who are big time Eagle fans. And I just can't, I, 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 I've heard enough. Like, okay, just settle down, enjoy this whole thing. But I will say this, year after year after year, I look at the collection of the four quarterbacks that are still alive, and you look at the talent there, right? Mahomes right. against uh Against Cincinnati. Uh, Burrow. 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 And then you have Hurts against this, the, the, the Cinderella story. Yeah, Brock Purdy. And, and you know, there's part of me sitting there saying, it might be one of those David Goliath things. I don't think that we've ever seen a rookie quarterback win the Super Bowl. 
I'm sure we had a rookie quarterback in the Super Bowl. Maybe Roethlisberger. Maybe. Was it, yeah, I think it was. It, it, I think it was Roethlisberger. It might have been a second I think year. So. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been his. Might have been a second but can year. You, can you imagine Purdy being in the Super Bowl and what that story would be like? Like they could talk every day about this whole thing. But I just like the collection. All the teams are good now. Absolutely yeah. good. But year after year after year after year, make no mistake about it. If you want to win in the NFL, your quarterback position better be solidified, ready to go, no issues whatsoever, and that's what we're looking at. I mean, what Purdy has done coming in for the San Francisco 49ers, what a great story that would be at the end. Even though I don't yeah. want the 49ers to win, I'm sitting here and saying, just for the storyline, I might say on uh, the 49ers, but I really like the Philadelphia Eagles. It's only going to make me more mad that we drafted that loser, Skylar Thompson, Well, we could have had Brock Purdy. The, 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 the last pick in the draft. He was the but, last pick yeah. in the draft. We, we drafted the Skylar yeah. bomb when we could have had forget Purdy. About, forget about Herbert. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, instead of Tua, like, it should have been that guy right there. Should have been him. Should have <laughs> been him. And, and doesn't it uh, – does it also grind your gears a little bit that um, that you know, and and obviously uh, in, in in Philadelphia, you know the year the year that their quarterback is having that Jalen Hurts, yeah. who was once uh, benched in Alabama for two Tunga by Loa out of Philly too. Yeah, well, and that's true. So he, he was he was benched by our guy too in Alabama. You know they they were thinking he wasn't the answer in Philly. And now, you know, he's he's about he's he's going to have uh, as many he's going to have, you know, I guess two two is going to have more concussions than he has Super Bowl rings by the end of the year. If he keeps going, it's frustrating. Hurts. I, I challenge people to, sh to show me another quarterback as cool, calm and collected during the football game. Brady might be there. Aaron Rodgers might be there. Patrick Mahomes might be there, but damn, Jalen Hurts plays this game like, okay, but all right, let me do what I do. <laughs> and yeah. he gets the job done time and time again. So they got they, they have a lot of things working in their favor in Philadelphia. I, I have a really tough time picking the AFC championship game because it's like, and I know Cincinnati has had Kansas City's number what the last two times that they, they faced off uh, still though, like the Bengals and we saw what they just did to Buffalo. Uh, they're one point favorites on the road in Kansas city, like a road game against Kansas city to be favored. It almost feels like a trap, Troy. It's like, I, 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 I feel like you, you fool me once shame on you. You fool me twice. Shame on me. I don't right. think I'm going to bet on this game because it's so hard to get a pulse on this because it wouldn't surprise me if Cincinnati wins. But at the same time, at some point, at some point, Kansas City's got to beat this Bengals team and beat Joe Burrow. And you'd figure, you know, another home playoff game in late January, maybe they get it done this time. Law of averages, right? At some yeah. point, it has to happen. And as good as Kansas City is, it's not like you're – going out on a limb and say, oh, Kansas City is going to win this game. But it's something about the Cincinnati Bengals. They have Kansas City's number right now. They do. And I, I'm sitting here saying, who has the most pressure on them? Cincinnati? Like, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. 
or Kansas City. This team on smoked you two times in a row. Can they beat you a third time? Can you beat them? So we are absolutely in for a treat this coming weekend in this football game. And Joe Burrow, he is the women love him, the Bengals love him, the city loves him. I love him. The men love him too. He's incredible. Chase loves him. Everybody loves this kid. He carries himself the right way. Yeah. And this is year three, right? Yes, Super sir. Bowl year yeah. two. Yeah. I mean, he is on the verge of something special. So, you know, I look at that and sit there and say, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl again. But then if he goes again, the next year, as us, as fans, we'll be sitting there saying, oh, I don't want Cincinnati. We've seen them too much. <laughs> you know, it's like Kansas City. So many people are anti-Kansas City in my home because you've seen them so much. Right. Anti-Brady because you see them so much. But if you're the best team, you know, kudos to you. I tip my hat off to you. Go get I'm, it. I'm tired of Mahomes because that that commercial he does, the jazz bath. Have you seen that commercial? I think yeah. it's a state. Yeah. It's like, all right, it, it's it's weird, kind of creepy. And that commercial has yeah. aired 10 million. It's like enough of the jazz bath yeah. thing. It's like, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> And the one on the plane with the mustache being yes, these guys yeah. in every commercial. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, when you're hot, you're hot. Take advantage of it. So I'm, I'm thinking Actually, I'm of... tired of his wife, and I hate to say that. You talk about someone that uh like craves the spotlight. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness! Like, give me enough. Like, go sit down and let your husband play the game, and <laughs> all will be all right. So I, I think um, I, I think I am going to lock in Philadelphia minus two and a half at home. I'm definitely going to lock in that. I don't know, Troy. Are are you going to do anything like like betting wise for this uh, Chiefs Bengals game? I think if anything, I might go over forty seven. The over under forty seven to me looks like I I feel like there could be a lot of points scored in that game. I don't know if I'm going to pick a side though. I don't know. I don't 47? know if I feel forty seven is the over under. I'm I'm going to smash the over on that. Wow. All right. This is playoff football. And I'm, I'm, mm. I'm guessing to factoring that in. Playoff football, but uh, also two two of the most prolific quarterbacks in the game. Right. right. Like, I would smash the over 47 yeah. as well. I really would. Yeah. My, so think, my, my, yeah. my only worry is, you know, sometimes playoff games, they start off a little slow, slower than what they do in the regular season. A lot of pressure on those guys out there on the – Play calls, everyone's everyone's focus. All the players are like on point. So it might start off a little slower than than normal. Yeah, we'll we'll see if if uh maybe depending on how I do in the first game, I might need to chase in the second game. But if I if I win some money in the first game, I may just call it a day. We'll see. We will see how it no, plays out. <laughs> no, you won't. Probably not. First game. Yeah. Yeah, so huge shout out to everybody who took time out of your day to watch and listen to the extra yard. Uh, keep in mind, the audio version is available on the three yards per carry feed. You probably already subscribed to it. If you're a Dolphins fan, you know three yards per carry with Alf, Simon, and Chris. That is your go-to Miami Dolphins podcast, and they are gracious enough to share their feed for the audio version of our episodes. You can always find the video version on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel for Troy Stratford. And Troy, I, I think we're, we're looking to put together 
something tomorrow as well because we may okay. have a uh, we may have a couple of pretty prominent uh, signed Dolphins jerseys to give away. So we may have to All have right. an emergency episode tomorrow if you are free around three o'clock. Tomorrow's Thursday. I'm free around three o'clock. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's so do we it. will talk. Yeah, we will talk to you guys then. For Troy Stratford, I'm Alex Dono. This has been another episode of the Extra Yard on the Five Reasons Sports Network. See ya. See ya. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.